Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is Episode 16, The Art of Strategic Questions. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Think about every day how much time you spend talking. And as you're talking, how much time do you spend telling versus asking? And when you're asking questions, how much do you think about the questions you're asking? Most people don't. Most people don't think about such a small leadership practice, such a small leadership skill. And yet this is a significant tool in your coaching and managing toolbox is the art of asking strategic questions. And I call it an art because when you really craft a great question, you can learn a lot more in a lot less time. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking you want to save some time, don't you? (laughs) And this is a way to do it. Don't ask lame questions, ask good ones. (laughs) So what does that even mean? Because in the last few episodes, I've been talking about different leadership practices like collaboration or empowering or delegation. And eventually we'll talk more about coaching. All of those leadership practices involve, of course, communication. And I would also argue that one of the most important tools in those different practices is asking great questions. Because when you think about it, questions serve so many purposes. They help us not only to gather information, but they help us to engage other people. They also inspire cooperation. They persuade and influence. They connect us. And they also garner commitment. They create trust and a meaningful bond. Because as we're asking questions, it means we're deepening our insights into someone else's thoughts, their perceptions, their reality, and their interpretation of the world, and maybe even their emotions. Asking questions is such a powerful thing, yet we don't always step back and examine our abilities in this area because it's just a thing. It's a thing we do every day. So I want you to think about this today in a very deliberate way and answer the question, how effective are you at asking great questions? Because the right question at the right time to the right person can be momentous in their thinking and in their actions. 
So let's talk about some of the characteristics of what I consider to be strategic questions. Number one, they are very open and thought-provoking. Number two, they inspire self-awareness and self-reflection. Number three, they stretch that other person's perspective. And four, there's an element of hindsight, foresight, or both. So let's talk a little bit about each of those four characteristics. The first one is that they're thought-provoking and they're framed in an open-ended manner. And most people know that to ask an open versus closed-ended question because you're going to get more information. So of course, we would never ask our family or our kids, did you have a good day? We'd say, how was your day? And then they'd say, fine. Did anything exciting happen? No. What happened today? Nothing. So while most of us know to ask open-ended questions, even our open-ended questions can be kind of lame. Imagine sitting down at the dinner table rather than saying, you know, how was your day or what did you learn? If you ask the question, who made the biggest impact on you today and how did they do it? Right. (laughs) You can imagine that might be, well, a little head scratching and your family would probably think, what are you doing? In my family, they call that a Cindy question. Like, oh boy, here she goes again, trying to engage us in dialogue, which is exactly true. Trying to engage other people in dialogue means that we have to craft the question in a way that is intriguing and thought-provoking. A couple other quick tips on asking questions framed in the right way is one, not to ask a leading question. And if you don't know, well, here's an example. You think teamwork is important, don't you? Implication, of course you should. If you don't, there's clearly something wrong with you. Or teamwork is important to you, isn't it? So notice that both of those are leading questions. We're asking the question in the way that we want that other person to answer it, which is very manipulative, and most people know that. So one, avoid those. Secondly, it's also important to recognize that although the word why in front of a sentence typically does make it open-ended, when we're coaching and really having a good dialogue with someone, the word why can be perceived as judgmental. For example, Why didn't you stay late and get that done? Why did you do that? Why did you make that comment? Etc. So that tends to trigger a lot of defensiveness. Avoiding the word why is part of what makes good questioning challenging because you really have to think about how you want to frame the question. Number two is that the question should inspire self-awareness and self-reflection. Good questions should really prompt other people to pause let them, by the way, (laughs) let them have the time to think because increasing awareness and and self-reflection are instrumental to other people's growth and change. So let's say we're in a meeting together and when we get done, I could say, hey, what did you think of that meeting? Or what do you think went well in that meeting? Those are open-ended questions and they're pretty generic. They could be more specific and increase your self-reflection by asking, What are two ways you contributed most impactfully to the discussion? Or knowing what you know now, how would you use that one hour in the meeting differently to improve the outcome? Asking questions in a different way really forces someone to stop and consider and think about their actions, their strategies, what they did, what they didn't do. And as a coach, that's what I want. 
I want people to increase their self-awareness and I want them to really consider the impact that they've had on other people. And that's what I mean by inspiring self-awareness and self-reflection. The third characteristic is is similar but slightly different, and that means we're going to stretch that individual's perspective. We want other people to realize their impact on a situation or another person or the bigger picture. So you can absolutely craft your questions to stretch that person's point of view. That also encourages them to have a view outside of themselves. And sometimes that's really helpful. So again, let's say we're in a client meeting and I could say, what did you learn about the client? But that's not really stretching their perspective as much as I could say, what skills did you use that had the biggest effect on the client's decision-making? That way I'm tying in what behaviors or practices did they use and how did it affect the client and the client's decision-making? So I'm stretching their perspective beyond themselves to that client point of view. That can be a really helpful way to frame questions effectively as well. The fourth characteristic to consider about questions is how you're framing them. Are you framing them in the past or the future? And that's the difference between hindsight and foresight questions. Hindsight questions tend to increase our self-awareness and it really provides us clarity for moving forward. So things like asking someone about their skills and strengths, what do they value, what do they like or dislike, their preferences, their developmental opportunities, all those are hindsight questions because it really is framed on the picture we have of ourselves. Foresight questions, on the other hand, really stretch our perspective by focusing us on the big picture. So it really forces us to examine the changes in our industry or our business or our environment or the company. It's really all about how aware are we about internal challenges and changes and the implications on us or our job or our company. Both of these questions are important and used in combination. They can be really powerful. So I could ask an employee, out of all the things you learned last year, what was the most significant lesson learned and why? That is a hindsight question. Or I could ask them, what changes do you see in our business in the next year? And what are you most excited to learn? Or we could do the super cool hindsight-foresight combo and ask a question like this. What is one thing that's essential to your job that you haven't yet mastered? If I ask that question, it is both hindsight because it's really identifying a developmental area, but it's also foresight because it's asking them to consider something that they need to do in the future. And when we can combo hindsight and foresight, that's a beautiful thing. So we've taken a look at strategic questions. They are open and thought-provoking. Two, they inspire self-awareness and self-reflection. Three, they stretch the individual's perspective. And four, they can be hindsight or foresight-oriented. So let's say you start to focus today or tomorrow on asking great questions. Keep in mind something that Stephen Covey said. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. So if you're putting time and energy into crafting more artful questions, then for heaven's sakes, we also have to put in time and energy to being a truly mindful listener. 
because question asking and listening go hand in hand. When we're diving deeper into someone else's perspective, we have to remain committed to the experience, which means we have to unclutter that brain, unclutter all those distractions, and be fully engaged in the discussion. Back in episode 13, I talked about listening styles, therapeutic versus evaluative. If you want to know more about that, check that out, because I think therapeutic is one of the most effective forms of listening when we're in question asking mode. Here are three questions for you. How would you rate your overall effectiveness around asking strategic questions on a scale from one to five? One being, I still don't know what you're talking about. Five is, I am a total amazing rock star when it comes to strategic questioning. Question number two is, when will strategic questioning be most valuable for you to apply and to do more of? And then question number three, how can you increase your focus on asking great questions? The art of strategic questions, when you do it right, you can learn a lot more in less time. What did you like about this week's episode? <laughs> Look at me being strategic. I would really appreciate an honest review. Let me know your thoughts on this episode or on any of the podcasts I've done. Thanks again for listening.